Hi there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. This episode, Shane and I sit down with my brother, John Holcolter. He's a drummer for the band CMOS out of Fargo, North Dakota. I learn a lot about indie musicians and what it takes for them to put music out and publish it. It's a very fun conversation. I do hope you enjoy. So welcome to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. This episode, we have my bro, Johnny Boy, is here in the house to talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in the indie music scene in the Dakotas. Yeah. Well, as you well, as you know or may not know, I am Haley's stepbrother. Oh, and sorry, he is actually yeah. my brother, yes. <laughs> but I was just um I'm well right now we're recording music, which is it can be either smooth or not so smooth. Which it's, it's it's proving to be not so smooth right now. But um What's that? What's there. what's what's the the so first of all, tell us a little bit about like your style and like what your like what genre would you put yourself in, like your band and your what music you're writing? Okay, well, like the band I'm in now, it's more like a doom metal kind of thing. It's I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called The Sword. I don't think so. I'm like, ever, I'm vaguely yeah. aware of like black metal from Iceland because last podcast on the left talked about it. And so that's yeah. kind of, that's a little bit, I'm not super familiar with it. It's not that extreme. It's, okay. it's more, it's more in the realm of like heavy, slow, like seventies rock. Like think of okay. black Sabbath slowed down. Okay. Gotcha. All kind right. Of that, in that realm. So like, we're a not little... a lot of flair. A lot of just a little grungy. Yeah. Okay. Pretty gotcha. much. Yeah. So what the is most part, that's it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, but so what you guys are recording, do you have like a studio space? How do you guys set up? And is that part of sort of the challenge of recording? Well, um, that's like we have it set up in my buddy's basement. We kind of built out a jam space. And we have it all mic'd up and everything. We have it like zeroed in as far as that. But um, like you just kind of you have to mic up drums and then you have to figure out like um because you have to record your instrument sound as well as yeah. like the voice sound. So you gotta kind of have everybody mic'd. <laughs> yeah. It's well, a lot of equipment. Do, it's a lot of equipment. And then drums you have to do separately. And then you have to figure out the room too. Some rooms work, some rooms don't work for drums. It's so you can get a lot of echo and then you have to pad the room sometimes. But we're just, we have the, all that dialed in. Right now we're pretty much have all the drums recorded and we're just doing guitar stuff. But it's been a long road getting that done. Let's just put it that way. Is this like then, a, um, album work that you guys are doing? What's that? Is this like album work? Is this like first album or second? Yeah. Okay. First album, we uh we're all kind of stubborn Germans, so uh, we, gotcha. we it moves at a snail's pace, and um, I don't know, just getting stuff done is kind of we're not trying to rush it because we have no reason to, right? And then rushing stuff usually makes tempers flare, and then you kind of get into that. That's the thing about like writing, like music, you have you know three people to appease. If I write, a, you know, if I try to write on my own, I have to just appease myself. 
So in a band scenario, sometimes you you hit dead ends, and yeah. then um, we're I mean we're pretty far into it right now. The, a lot of the dead ends that we hit are just trying to record in the room because it's all brand new to us. We had to build out the room basically. So did so, you had you had to like do some like soundproofing and stuff and your own setup? Yes, we well we built a wall. We built the wall. Oh, you we were actually doing construction. <laughs> yes. Is like yes, we're not we're mindless musicians, but we can do construction as well. Um, but, not mindless. Uh, come on, good stuff. Oh, that, I, I yeah, love that it. Was, that was fun. <laughs> like there's one thing about tempers flaring during band practice. Try putting flooring in. Uh, yeah. but, uh, and some hammers but, in your hand. <laughs> oh man, danger! I'll never do it again. That's not my bag. But um. Yeah, we built out this room, so it's all new, and it all has, um, it's all wood, like, vinyl flooring, so it, mm-hmm. it, it echoes a lot, so we have to kind of eliminate that. It's just, I don't know, like, that's the hardest part, because, and then as far as recording, you got to record drums first, and you have to record them isolated, which is no sound. Like, I don't have a guitar or a bass sound. All I have is a click track. Oh, so, I'm so you just that. have to. So that's interesting. You have to like piece it all together. And I know you play multiple instruments, right? So are you are yep. you just doing drums, or are you also recording other? Like, are you playing other instruments for, or do you each have a separate instrument you play for this particular project? I play just drums. Okay. And then, um, you know, my brother Jason. I uh, yes, I do, because he's yep. my stepbrother too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh. He plays bass, so he's a bass okay. player. And then I have a buddy from Bismarck that was in a few bi- a few bands in Bismarck, mm-hmm. and he he's a my guitar player. And then um, that's kind of the interesting thing too, is we all come from different musical interests. Like my brother is very much into like blues and like Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm more in the realm of like when when I was growing up, I was into like thrash metal and right. like black metal and stuff like that. And my guitar player is into like punk and ska and stuff like that. So it's kind of a metal band with all of that mixed into it. I mean, that's fun, though. You get a little bit of like different flavors in there. So like, I think that's pretty chill. That's pretty cool. I'm excited to hear some of it when you guys start putting it out. So I'm excited to hear it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Once it's done and put together. For sure. I'm excited for that, for it to be done and laid out for sure. So would you guys do any kind of like doing small gigs, like playing places? Because like, I know you've done similar stuff before, but. Like, I haven't done much gigging in my life. I've started a lot of bands and wrote a lot of music. Mm -hmm. But as far as like publishing it and going out and playing it, that's not, it hasn't been much of a focus of mine. I just like playing music more or less. Oh, it's not. Then, yeah. So for you, it's not necessarily like we're trying to get out on the road and, you know, yeah. make a thing and, of this. It's more for the love of doing it. Yeah. And then like also getting out on the road is, you know, that's going to be renting a van, renting a trailer, throwing three people into there and living it, living out of it for two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's something you got to plan for. And then it's, I don't know. So it's more, like, you'll find out if you really want to do it. <laughs> like really quickly. <laughs> you know, How oh, much yeah. do we really like each other? 
we'll Pretty find much. out. Like, yeah, a van broken down on the highway is the telling thing. It'll <laughs> it'll show you who wants to be there and who doesn't. I love but, it. Um, I love playing music. It's it's one of the things that I kind of thrived in. Like when I was younger, I wasn't I wasn't an academic. I didn't do well in school. But I well, yeah. So tell us a little to... bit about that. Like, what what was your sort of like start into playing music? Because you have been, you know, doing drums and guitar since yeah. we were since we I want to say since we were kids. And I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to age myself. I, ha- I think I have a tendency <laughs> to do that. But well, I remember the first time I ever hit a drum. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew it was cool. It kind of, it interests me. Mm-hmm. And I remember my brother and his friends, they had a band set up at my dad's house in Wishick. Mm-hmm. And so I would sneak in there when they weren't practicing and I'd pound on his drum set, just whatever, you know, yeah. just hitting stuff and then, you know, peeking out the door, making sure he's not coming. And then basically in secret. And then I was one of those. So it was a kids. forbidden pleasure. Okay. Kind of. Well, <laughs> it was, he it wouldn't was... have been happy. Let's put it like okay. it was. It was something that he wouldn't. He wouldn't have, you know, gave me a thumbs up. It wouldn't have been. Well, that. no, that's not how siblings do. <laughs> but I did that. Like I just snuck in there and just hit drums for a while and just tried to tried to kind of figure stuff out. And then this was also back in the day when you didn't have YouTube. You know, what I mean? yeah. I couldn't, you couldn't just go you know, learn right. and teach yourself like you can teach yeah. yourself anything now. Pretty much. So, I mean, I was kind of fortunate in that because it gave me an ear for what's going on. So I learn, I can listen to a song and just kind of pick out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to, I, I, I've never read sheet music in my life. I don't know how to do it. I, you know I, what I mean? I music, I've never, never read it in my life. A drum sheet music, never seen it. But if you play a song, you can figure out what symbol it is just from the sound more or yeah. less if you played long enough well you especially if you learn by played. so i i was when i was younger i haven't kept up with it and i really would like to start again because i started piano that way like picking out songs yep. that i knew and like playing by ear mm-hmm. and that was a lot how i figured it out too because we didn't yeah. really have a lot of piano lesson opportunities like you know <laughs> yeah. tiny town south dakota um, but I would like to get back into it because I, I, I do like that aspect of it. The sort of like listening to a song that you like and like trying to pick out the sounds of it. You know, there is something yeah. sort of fun about it. It's like sort of a puzzle that you're putting together a little bit. Well, it's just. It's something you like. Playing an instrument and like finding like the first time you can make make it make a noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just kind of that is intentional, right? Well, yeah. I mean, drums is pretty easy, you know, you just kind of hit it. But, um, I mean, drums, as hard as it is to learn drums, it's pretty, it's in theory pretty basic. You know, I mean, you're hitting drums at a pattern and, and like, um, but like, I mean, but you have to be really aware. I don't like I've you know Asia has drums and I've kind of played yeah. around with them but I do think that like I don't know you do have to be aware of like all the timing of everyone else's stuff because you're kind of like in charge of keeping that pace when you're yeah, the tempo is huge for drums like every time I try yeah. to play I'm like all right and I'm going faster like 10 seconds in I'm like, and then I try to yeah. slow it down and I'm like oh this is not working or I forget like I can repeat the same 
you know, like four measures, like maybe two or three times. And then I just yep. like start to like the repetition. I can't, um, I'm not consistent enough to like, you know, okay. it's tough. Yeah. Like I never had a, um, I just kind of figured it out. Like tried to figure it out on my own. I never had like a, tr like a training or anything. Like I said, yeah. there's no video training. And I was one of those weird kids. I kind of knew how to play an instrument before you went into music class. Mm -hmm. So basically I would tell people, get your parents to buy, buy yourself some drumsticks, find a pillow and just yeah. do rudiments <laughs> on a pillow. You'll it. get, pretty good just doing that and then and then on top of that too like people think oh i'm gonna jump into a drum set like right away mm -hmm. but i don't care like if you want to do if you want to hit the toms and the cymbals and the snare that's fine but i'm gonna take that drum pedal away because you don't need it like right away. <laughs> you know, you focus on this first figure yeah. out figure out one mm -hmm. set of of things before you put the feet into it okay gotcha because as weird as it sounds the 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 foot comes pretty naturally after you get your arms moving because like double bass pedal i've never played double bass pedal in my life and then all of a sudden it just clicked you kind of just figure it, just, it out it just starts I mean? to fall into place well you know but I, if you're, know. I suppose if you're you know really playing by ear for most of the time yeah you know like i I don't know. Do you have that? Do you kind of like get into it a little bit where you start to find sort of a rhythm? Like it's, it's not just, it's not just mechanical yeah. or functional anymore. Right. Like you're kind of in a, mm -hmm. a flow with it. And so it, you can kind of find where the next steps are supposed to be. I suppose you could say yeah. I'm, I'm not a musician, so you're going to have to tell me whether I'm correct <laughs> about that or not. Well, like with my playing too, I never learned how to play for to a click, like a, a click track. Okay. So most of my drumming is just groove drumming. Like it comes from like just how I feel about the music that's presented to me. Mm -hmm. Because like how we write on top of it is almost, I write my drums to a bass line. Like the bass line's written. Okay. I find it's easier to write drums to a bass line than write bass line to a drum. So, so are you also writing, because I know you you play bass too, are you also writing some of the bass or are you letting Jason do that? Like, how do you guys sort of collaborate? <laughs> no. How, no? What? How, do you, no. how, how does that work? Like when you're... Guitar. They don't like my guitar playing. <laughs> 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 it's it's just a different vibe. Yeah, like kind of. I, I'm more, I did learn, I like guitar playing is something that I took more of a traditional route like on taking guitar lessons and lessons yes paying somebody to teach me like from the ground up how to play this instrument mm -hmm. and like i play a lot of like old school metal like mega death and stuff like that and okay. my band is completely not that you know what they're, i mean like they're not into that bass track so get no no they're, they're not into it like it's I just I found out a long time ago that I'm just going to keep my guitar to myself because I don't want to see it butchered in front of my eyes. <laughs> so, oh, come so on. Yeah. You can start your own little YouTube and just put some riffs on there. You never know. It could be yeah, fun. I could. I'm just as far as sharing it with my bandmates, because then they take it and they're like, oh, let's do this to it. And then I'm just like, uh, OK, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> I might oh. as well just keep it to myself. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah. does Jason write something for you first then? Like, to be honest, yeah, Jason is like, Jason pretty much writes the rhythms for almost all our songs. 
Like, I don't write drums until he at least produces a four-bar, you know, bass line. Okay. And then we can just kind of build off of that. My guitar player, he writes a lot of riffs, too. Like, I, I basically write my drums to them. Okay. Because I, I also learn how to play guitar, so it's like I'm writing from a drummer's standpoint and kind of a guitar player's standpoint. Yeah, it's so trying to fit it of, in. Yeah, it's a different writing process because it's like I don't and I don't want to be basic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't. You still want to have fun. You know what I mean? If I'm playing, you know, just a basic, you know. Yeah, you still want to do something interesting. Fun, but you know, you still want it's. I don't know. Like, just you like to do like throw in like crazy fills and stuff like that, just to stay. Something more it's, unique. It's, I mean, it's so more it's interesting fun. to yeah. It's more interesting to you, I'm yeah. sure. Than, yeah, yeah. Get, to, get to highlight each uh, instrument and each band member, which is cool too. So yeah, for sure. And do do you play drums, Shane? Uh, I don't. I um, I've done do a little bit actually. Anything? Yeah, I got um, I got my son an electric drum set because I thought that would like solve okay. all my problems. Because I'm like, okay, boom, it's a huge drum set. He can just wail on it, and I don't hear a thing. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. But he just, um, I don't know. I don't think he earned it or like he just didn't, or maybe he was, um, maybe it was too much for him. Maybe he'll get back into it at some point. I'll start him again, like a practice pad and maybe he'll get back into it, but it just didn't, didn't seem to fall in love with it. Like I hoped it would. So, um, but I played, uh, I played sax in uh, middle school and high school. Um, so okay. I have a little bit of that. And then I've got like five instruments that I would love to play. I just kind of keep on acquiring instruments on the hopes that I'll just like keep on, you know, Am I, I'm so yeah. glad I'm not the only one who does that. There is a fiddle in Thank my you. house. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me. What am I doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my brother and I, just because it was 50% off one to uh, for like, uh, you know, a holiday deal. Yeah. We bought an, an 88 weighted key, uh, grand piano, like keyboard. Nice. I haven't played a uh, keyboard I was in my life. Say, where is that? <laughs> Is that it's in your? At my, it's at my rehearsal space. We okay. we always say we're gonna use it eventually because there's cool stuff you can do on it. Yeah. But oh yeah! I can, I, immediately, I'm thinking about meatloaf. Like 100. Oh, yeah. Right. Get that piano <laughs> right. in there. I'm into it. Just, just a sweaty, long-haired guy, just all choked <laughs> up from the night before. Yeah, I love it. I, I bought a piano too on a on a whim, so I'm trying to get rid of that. Um, but it was like it was like fifty bucks on Facebook Marketplace, and she's like, "I'll split the moving cost with you." And I'm like, "Great, get it in here." Yeah, <laughs> I've used it maybe like a handful of times, but what really sold me was it's it's a Wurlitzer, and it's got like a a pianola um, player, so you can like throw yeah. in the, the piano scrolls, and it's like um, the coolest thing. Very yeah. cool. Keep it, you yeah, know, I, you never know when you might need that for, you know, some kind of business space or something like that, right? That's true, yeah. <laughs> I found, a, like, as far as the electronic drums and stuff, I found I'm not as savvy as I would like to be with that kind of stuff. I'm more of an acoustic drum player just because I'm an old soul. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not that old of a person, but I grew up in the age where I didn't, you know, this this was something I had to work at intensely. I mean... Like, let's not, it's not been that long. We're not all that old. Things just change. <laughs> Things just change very quickly. Well, and very... I'm not that old. I don't know about you guys. But... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that, but it, it is true. I mean, you, you're probably more used to that. I wouldn't like have the first idea about an electric drum set. Like, I don't think I've even. Yeah. 
seen these They're things, cool. but you know. Yeah, the feel's different. Like you're you're um you're essentially kind of banging on like mesh instead of you know the mm -hmm. the tops of you know your normal drum. So it is it is different. You don't get the uh I mean I like drums. I would have loved to do drums just because it's like this full body like mm -hmm. you got your arms going. You got you know, and that's kind of what probably keeps you in rhythm is the way that your body is moving. It just you know you kind of get used to yep. whatever mm -hmm. that is. Um, but if you don't get that um uh gosh i can't think of the word um well you don't it, get to, like hit back the same yeah, way yeah the like, impact not... is different right yeah the yeah exactly mm -hmm. so yeah that's like um well there's um i can't remember both like there's two styles that i know one i can't remember the name but then there's like a german style of okay. holding sticks and that's more of what i use it's more of like uh I think it's like this kind of stuff okay. instead of like holding it like this and then using these fingers to bounce it back. Gotcha. Yep. So it's like more, I hit more, I hit like harder. I don't mm -hmm. bounce the stick as much. And that comes just out of, I never knew that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So it's like, that's kind of what I did when I first started. So it's not that I couldn't learn how to do that. This is just the style I learned. I'm more, I use like the German style more just hitting. Now that, now yeah. that there is YouTube and you can look up what it's called and techniques yeah. and things I like that. I did, I had that actually with knitting that like I was, I didn't realize I was knitting like wrong handed to like whatever American knitting is. I was doing, <laughs> I was doing continental knitting. I didn't even realize because like that's how I taught myself. <laughs> Not I always get wrong-handed because I don't net very, very well. Yeah. Right? I, but that's but if you learn and it works for you, whatever, it's cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you adapt. If you're if you're teaching yourself like guitar playing too. I yeah. taught myself how to play guitar when I was 15 years old and then I started taking lessons and I knew yeah. how wrong I was. <laughs> Just because it's like you got absolutely nowhere. You know what I mean? Like you're not teaching yourself how to play. You're just reading a tab more or less and then you you always for yeah. some reason don't bounce but don't bounce further than those two top strings <laughs> right yeah no you don't want yeah. to you do you're staying in that one area i i yeah. did a little bit of like guitar lesson stuff too when i was in high school man mm -hmm. see, can make me want to like go pick up the guitar that i have in my, again yeah. instruments in my house that are not being played it's a bit silly <laughs> yeah. right well these I mean, days i'm gonna get that okay. going. you guys are gonna be impressed <laughs> Oh there yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love accordion. Like that's all like my my hometown is all about accordion. It's an old German. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah both of it. Love accordion playing. When did you guys grow up in Wishick? Cuz I spent like a couple years in Wishick too and I was like really young. <laughs> I graduated in 08. Okay. All right. So, so you guys were afterwards. We were um yeah, it was when I was like really young. I think we lived there for a couple years, but every time like my family comes back to for a reunion or whatever, they always go to Wishick for a sausage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a big thing. Yeah, everyone sausage. still does. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's so an interesting I town. It's just uh, I just couldn't do it. I had yeah. to get out. Well, it's up there too. Like it's cold, and they uh, oh, my yeah. mom lived in like Minot and Mohall too. Like she was way up there for a bit. So yeah, it's not <laughs> the, the most temperate weather, is it? John yeah. knows all yeah. about that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna. Do you guys? So, do you guys have any? Like, do you do any live playing ever, or do you guys like do any like collaborative type stuff? Like, I know you've been down here for like music festivals and stuff like that for like some of your um, friends to play, but even birthday parties, anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, would you no, ever do something like that? 
<laughs> what I do, uh, to be honest, once we get our music done, I'll play anywhere. I don't care. Right. Like I'm, I'm gonna. I just, I don't like. I'll play anywhere. If you want, if you want me for your birthday, Haley, I'll play your birthday. Rock and roll. <laughs> Can I ask but, for you um, to write me a song? Oh, I hope you like a horrible song. <laughs> um, the worse, but, the better. I mean, once we, like I said, we have a little bit to go yet. And nothing's published yet. It's just so we're we're not we're not over that line yet. You know what I mean? What, it what just is, has a little bit to go yet. What is kind of the process though that you guys would be using? So you're recording the tracks that you have. Like, what kind of editing software are you using to put that together? And like, how do you go about publishing it? Like, where are you? Where do you? put the music like what platforms like i'm not even familiar with yeah. with any of that well i mean a lot of bands just use like your they'll just have a facebook mm-hmm. or they'll have you know some of them make their own websites and stuff like that or have people make it for them mm-hmm. uh there's a place called soundcloud that you can upload oh, yeah. for free. yeah you know what I mean? you right just, that's popular just because i think it's free to use mm-hmm but for the most part, people just use Facebook and stuff. It's a good way to keep in like contact with the bands around where you're at, book shows, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Facebook's probably one of the better things to use as far as like marketing and stuff. Okay. Um, we use the uh, GarageBand. Okay, yeah. We just yeah. use GarageBand, and then they have they have an upgraded one. I'm not really, I can't really say what it is because that's not my expertise at all. <laughs> You're not um, the one doing the editing, putting it together. Oh, no, 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 no. I'd be over there with a hammer and chisel pounding <laughs> in the wall. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just we just use that kind of format, and we do the drums first. Sometimes we do like a ghost track of some bass and then i'll listen to the bass with a click track and i'll record that way just on headphones and i'll just play it okay or if i feel like i can i'll just play it to a click track and then after that once we're satisfied with that pretty much my job is done and then we do Well, how nice for you well (laughs) this is a good probably three four hours in you know i mean this It has to be perfect. I'm talking about levels as far as hitting pressure. Like if I'm hitting a bass, different pressure, it makes it'll you'll recognize it. So it has to be kind of even throughout the recording. Yeah. yeah, as perfect as I can make it. I try to do it in within like we'll do all the ghost tracks and stuff like that. And then we'll take a break and then we try to do it within about two hours because then you're warmed up. Mm-hmm. You can kind of you've played the song a few times. You kind of know the timing and stuff. You can you almost get it in your head. You know so what I mean? Do you practice like playing together first before you're recording? So like playing it all together as one, like as a song, and then before you actually start in playing your separate part. Um, we uh, will all play the song together. Mm-hmm. When when we record a song, I want to do it sort of this way. I want to take the song that we're recording. And we're not going to play anything else. This is all we're playing today. Okay. We're going to play the song three times all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do a ghost track. We're going to do two of those, which a ghost track is just we're going to record bass and nothing else, really. Okay. And then after that, we're going to run through it one more time. Okay. And then after that, drums. You are, you, yeah. you're very sort of rigid, like a German, too. And like, <laughs> this is well, how we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it just i just found it's the 
the best way because two if i play it twice i'm bro i'm warmed up mm-hmm. everything's i'm not stiff um and then to be honest three four times in you play it anymore it's not gonna matter you yeah. might get too you know what i mean eventually yeah. you're just gonna screw it up just because you're overthinking it. yeah was, yeah overthinking it yeah, yeah that's definitely a problem that i have with a lot of things so <laughs> yeah good for and you what, that you're able to like this is how we do it. Now just start. Well, I mean, and I say, and I like, I tell people too, don't be afraid to take breaks, like take breaks because it's... take a 10 minute break, walk away from it. Just get away from drums. Go, go outside. Well, I suppose too, you kind of, you know, from that. clear yeah. your mind. Of it. Sometimes you have to, because if you're, all you're doing is drums for four hours, I got to get away from it for at least 10 minutes, at least 10 minutes, you know what I yeah. mean? Or it's going to drive me nuts. And sometimes that helps because you're stuck in your own head about like you're, you right. screwed up two times, eight tracks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? But in your head, that's you the keep worst focusing, thing. Ever. Yeah. You focus on exactly. it. So sometimes you just need to clear your head, get away from it. But um, I do that with uh, skateboarding every five years. I pick it back up. Yes. I've got any better. <laughs> You just kind of, you just kind of have to pick it up and walk around a little bit, so you're not busting skateboards on a curb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. sometimes it's nice because you, you, if you take a long enough break, and granted, this is for others, you take you know yeah. long, long breaks, but you know you forget maybe a little bit of like your your talent or what you've learned. But hopefully, mm-hmm. the case is that you you forget what you're doing wrong as well, right? Because sometimes the like bad yeah. habits are just like so ingrained. So that's why it's nice, like just take a break for a long time and then hopefully you come back fresh mm-hmm. and then you kind of almost like relearn it without all that like crap in there <laughs> yep yeah and then like on top of that too like learning how to play drums or learning how to play guitar there's nothing wrong with walking away from it for two days right. it's a good yeah. thing you know what i mean if you're so militant and you're doing it every day for this much time you're gonna drive yourself nuts and you're not really gonna get anywhere right because well, you're just you gonna keep to be- doing you What's have up? to be enjoying it too. I mean, it's again that sort of flow state situation, right? Yeah. Like if you're doing it to the point that it feels like now it's a chore and it's not fun anymore, like there's yeah. you're you're gonna lose a little bit of like a, a rhythm or being able to like get into a more creative space with it because you're feeling more comfortable or relaxed with it, you know, like if you're in your head and pissed off that you got this or that thing that you you know. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, you got to walk away and give yourself some space from it yep. for a little bit. And like, it'll test your, like, I'm, I'm in a band with my twin brother and my best friend and it <laughs> will, it will test your relationship. It'll bend it and try to break it for sure. Yeah. But it's so some strange bedfellows or band fellows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... <laughs> Like do it'll we... turn something you love into something that you really don't want to do for a little bit. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like it, it's more political than anything. It's just like uh but do we get like, to hear get any past... of the do you, do you have any like great grand fight stories that would make it to like the VH1 no. behind behind the music <laughs> sort of like No, we're old men. We can't fight. Uh, <laughs> but uh No, like it's a lot of just butting heads it's a lot of it's, a, it's petty it's a lot of like <laughs> passive aggressive stuff you know what i mean like you'll say something to somebody and then they'll say something back like really just snide comments it's just the, yeah 
the Midwest yeah. nice fight, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Midwest. Yeah. You're just gonna do yeah. some like underhanded. Are you gonna insults? blink or am I gonna blink? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna blink. I know it. Yeah, just beady eyes with a smile on your face. Yeah. Did you guys get together, kind of just like to jam, and then you guys kind of decided to to write together after that, or was this always kind of thing? It's like we should just get together and do a do an album sort of thing. Well, we um. We all met each other through work. We all we all worked in the meat department at Sam's Club. That's Not right. Brian. Um, <laughs> but uh, we just, that's where we met. And we all kind of had interest. Like, I was one of those people that I could never, like, I could never get enough money or something. Like, I would get enough money and then something would happen. Like, my car would break down and then that money would be gone. I could never have a drum set of my own. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really make sense because I lived in an apartment. I couldn't play it anyway. Yeah. So, so I would basically, we would talk about starting a band and stuff like that. And then I would talk about getting a drum set. And my buddy Chris would go to my brother Jason and be like, can John really play drums? Like, cause, you know, a, a drummer without a drum set, would you? Bring yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but And then we kind of all just got enough equipment to kind of do something. We started out in a small bedroom, like drums, bass stack guitar stack guitar bass you know three people jammed into a basically a double closet but um it was <laughs> and uh, i'm it sure was tight I'm, quarters. I'm sure heads were butting very much in, in a small space like that <laughs> yeah. well at that time uh, to be honest like that was probably the most fun it was because at that time you're just jamming like yeah, yeah it's just, not yeah. so much as you know you're not on a timeline to do anything you're just kind of kind of figure out what we're gonna do with this yeah and then um like now we're like now we're trying to really get this hashed out and out because if you know you can always switch a song like switching songs is a big thing too you cannot like you could good enough is is you know that is such thing you know what i mean good well, enough I, yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent like nowhere. sometimes you just have to call it and put it out and just say it's yep. done and yeah writers especially it's like just throw it on the page mm-hmm. get it out <laughs> yeah. yeah and we're all our own worst enemy you know what i mean it's like that's definitely I true i can't write lyrics if I write lyrics, I sit there and I read it and I cringe. It is awful. <laughs> okay, like the worst you've ever heard in your life. I'm trying to tell a sto- make up a story on the fly and fit it to music. It's terrible. It's, it's not working. <laughs> no. So, so who writes no. the lyrics then? Is is Jason or Chris writing the lyrics? Um, Jason and Chris usually do it just because I've kind of I wave yeah. my white flag. I give uh, up. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like I just figured there's there's two there's only so much sitting there with a you know a pen and a pad tapping it there's only so much of that you can do before you start driving yourself nuts right. so before I mean, you just start drumming anyway you're like well, yeah <laughs> just gonna cut, yep the worst thing about drumming too like people will tell you drumming's great like any drummer drumming is one of the most like fun things you can ever do but your knee will not stop bouncing yeah, mine does it anyway. I'm just super anxious person anyway, but yeah. Yep. I do People notice that so you do that around. though. Like whenever, <laughs> no, I have you noticed. noticed that, I, I, yeah. I've noticed that you do that. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I just can't sit. Just still. like constantly, I, when you were here last time, and I remember when we were at the restaurant, you were totally yeah. doing it there, and I'm like, okay, you're shaking oh, yeah. like the table, John. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. People used to hate sitting by me and um 
in the bleachers in school because I would just like shake the whole like line of the bleachers. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. You're so, into it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like you played saxophone. Haley, you did you play anything? I was not like in band or anything, but I did do like, yeah. like I said, piano for a while just because I was kind of plinking around on it and I liked it. I, I took lessons like for a little while, but we didn't have someone who, who gave lessons for very long. So like I okay. couldn't, but like we, I do have a keyboard in the basement again, mm-hmm. so, more instruments. So, so like I should really get back into it and play it because I do like I'm very much the same where it's like by ear and I sort of pick out like and and you can mm-hmm. hear when it's wrong. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, like. Yeah so yeah right so (laughs) that's i would like to get back into it and i do have like i said i have a guitar i had a fiddle because i was like i should learn to play a fiddle i love fiddle music yeah that's pretty sweet yeah yeah so uh but you know please donate to our patreon so that we have so that we all can have some more time to do music (laughs) and and learn new skills (laughs) we'll play music for you we'd be happy to it'll be terrible just to start out but yeah so was learning instruments for you guys like just more of like a social thing where your your friends were doing it kind of thing or or, or was it something like it was super like interesting to you i'm I just mean, yeah. interesting to me like so when i was a kid and we used to go to my grandma's my mom's mom she always had a piano and so there was it was kind of like and i would always just plink around on it just because it was there and it was fun and i was you know so i think mm-hmm. for me it was just always that like i always liked the piano and I liked playing it like my aunt played piano and I like to listen to her play. So I think just because it was around all the time, I had that interest in it. Um, okay. But yeah, it was more just kind of playing around just for fun. Okay. Yeah. And I think, I don't know where mine, I actually took violin um, for like a year in, in elementary and just like gave up on it. Cause like, it was just too, you know, because violins don't have friends. Like, I didn't know where my fingers were supposed to be. Like, I was still reading, like, the like for the last concerts of, like, the year. I was yep. still reading, like, A, A, B, B. I had, like, write it on mm-hmm. my sheet music to yeah. make sure I knew, like, what the letters were. I couldn't read music at all. Um, and for some reason, my mom, uh, yeah, took me up again on it in middle school when, like, you know, the full band options kind of open, opened up. Um, I think I just always wanted to play an instrument. I just, like, I always had that sort of, like, that would be cool to play something and to make music out of something. And I, I think at some point the saxophone stuck with me because I just thought it was cool. It was jazzy. It was like, yeah. you know, um, this sweet looking horn. You know? right. Bill Clinton was playing it on TV back in the day and he was cool, you know, before he was problematic. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm that old, Haley. I don't remember Bill Bill Clinton. What's, what's going on? How <laughs> old am I compared to all of you all the time? Oh, for crime any sakes. Okay, forget I said any of that. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, Bill Clinton too. Um, Bill Clinton. And, uh, yeah, I think right. I just... Yeah, no, you know, I think... Too. I just... I, just I want to play music. I love music in general. So like yeah. just just to be able to play something and play a musical instrument, I think is it's some of it is just because you love music and enjoy music, you know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Like I'm if I'm not interested in something, mm-hmm. it's like I have to be. I'm I'm just my mind just I have to be interested in it. Like yeah. if I'm gonna continue to do it, I have to be interested in it. Like as far as history and drums, that's pretty that's much right. all. That's, that's, where you're at. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. pretty much that's it. 
It's too bad but, you can't like, like write lyrics about historical things somehow and lurk that into your your. I probably music. could, but you might be able to. Yeah, that's a good. good yeah, idea. but man. You know, I'd read them back and then I'd probably just, you know, crumple that. So once you do, like I said, once you do get your album together and produce it, like, would you, is this ever something that you would want to try to like turn a profit from necessarily, or is this more, and, and how, how do you like start to get into being able to, to being able to do that? Like, do you know i'm not familiar at all with any of like the music world or putting out music and how do you you know people are doing spotify now which i don't know if that i mean if you get big enough i don't know i mean but as far as like sales like you know not cds anymore but plays i don't know how that works i mean you guys kind of keep up you guys are probably up more on that pulse than than either of us of what makes money now for for music you know yeah I mean, to be honest, when you're like, when you're a small, small band, you're not going to make anything playing a show. Like, yeah. they're not going to pay you to come play the show. You play the show just for exposure. Yeah. What the money you get, for the most part, I've heard of 50% deals on merch. I've heard of um, 100% deals on merch. You get a merch deal. And, mm-hmm. and you know, what I mean, the venue might take some of your merch money. They might not. But for the most part, you get paid through merch right away. Yeah. And then eventually you might get signed to a label that will produce your album. It'll produce and publish your album. Okay. And that's about it. You don't like, you won't, you'll still be working a day job. You know what I mean? It takes a long, long, long time to get. Yeah. I mean, well, so that's the question then. I mean, you know, obviously uh, Shane and I have talked about this and I know you've talked about it with me that like that mm-hmm. is the goal for, you know, the creative things that I do. I want to be able to do them mm-hmm. full time, you know, and, and there's sometimes a little bit of difficulty in like expecting your creative things to pay the bills. Yep. Right. Like it, there's a, a mm-hmm. sort of clash there where, you know, I want to do this because I want to do this. I don't want it to become a day job that's not fun anymore. So, you know, where, where, I guess, where are you on that? Where, what's your, is this something that you would ever try to do full time? And is this, is this something that, do you have any idea like what the path is to get, to get there for, for those who might be out there? Like, I mean, do you, do you have any way of making money on SoundCloud? If you have, you know, is it all YouTube followers and Patreons? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, for the most part, like SoundCloud, you can sell your albums. You can sell stuff like that on SoundCloud. Exposure is a big thing because for the most part, if you're going to make money a living mm-hmm. doing this, touring is your best thing. Just like, to get out there and get people to know you. Yeah. Most of the um, most of the bands that make it are bands that just work a job for a little bit until they have a tour. And then they quit that job, go out on tour. And then they just get a job again and then they do the cycle again. Yeah. You know, there's there's one band in town here called Gorgatron. And Gorgatron. It's, it's, yep, Gorgatron from uh, I think it's from uh Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds about right. Yeah, but it's a it's a uh death metal band and they're they're kind of hitting some traction right now. They're okay. still 
there's still probably like that's the thing about playing music too you might as well just take five thousand dollars and burn it for warmth <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, before you even drive one mile down the road on a tour you're five six thousand dollars out of pocket yeah my drum set is probably you know it, I can't stop spending money on it, so I don't know what it is now, but probably $2,500 just yeah. for a drum set. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, adult things. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm with yeah. it. It's okay. Don't worry. You know. Yeah. Yeah. At least you've got but, a set now. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I got two. I got a problem with buying and stuff. But, I feel like uh, drums have got to be like one of the few instruments where you can tell somebody that you can play this instrument without actually having one. Like, I don't think you could do that. Be like, yeah, I play guitar. What, well, do you have one? No. But <laughs> yeah. when I do. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> and then it's even harder to, like, watch somebody play drums and be like, I can do that. And everyone just like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, this band named Gorgatron, mm -hmm. they're still just, they're just, like, bartenders and stuff like that. They work Sorry. bartending bands, stuff like that. But, I mean... Alone this year, they've had an American tour, a South American tour, and a European tour. Oh, very so cool. They're getting a lot of traction, but they the thing about it is you still have a long way to go. Because like even you're on that level, but they're still working day jobs. Like you know what I mean? It's almost like a snap of the finger That's... that you can start making money on this. They're selling albums, they're doing their thing, but you know it's not you're not playing shows and then just writing music. You're still working a day job. You're still paying your yeah. way. You know, oh, and then man, you're that's in rough. the van, there's six guys, you know, middle-aged men. For however many and, weeks yeah, at a time. Pretty yeah. much. Your van breaks down. You got to transfer everything to another van and <laughs> figure out how we're going to sleep in this one. It's that's like I said, you got to love it. It's You have to want to do it. It'll break you if you don't. It'll break you if you don't. I mean, yeah, I imagine the travel bit of it is really hard, mm -hmm. especially when you're, you yeah. know, it's not a the big mm -hmm. musician sort of situation where you've got mm -hmm. a, you know, a bus driver and all that kind of stuff. And you're really having yeah. to, like, do everything yourself. And you're and you're your own roadies, too. Like, you're mm -hmm. the ones who yeah. unload and load up your stuff mm -hmm. and set up your stuff for a gig, you know, so okay. I'm sure it's exhausting. Well, yeah, you're the driver, the merch guy, and the roadie. You know what I mean? And <laughs> the band. Yeah. And the groupie, too, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well. <laughs> I mean, you know. You got to do what you got to do on that. You got to do what you got to do. do. You know? <laughs> that comes right after the Little Caesars pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love uh, it. No, yeah, like, so. To make money, I mean, there's avenues you can make money a lot of what you see people making money is people pay their dues they're out on tour they're touring every day you know what i mean like there's bands that toured for years and then they become a band that can start playing festivals and stuff like that but there's bands there's also lightning in a bottle situations where a band will just hit it you know what i mean yeah. like people just dig it and then you know a lot of those bands i'm not a fan of but you gotta respect <laughs> you gotta respect it you're making money doing what you're doing you know yeah, no, that's do, true. Do Cele celebrate it when you it. see it because you want to. You want to have it too. Yeah, of course. Haley and I talk about like the saturation of like, well, especially like writing. Do I mean musicians have to feel the same sort of thing? But I don't know if it affects you guys different. I mean, you got. I mean, like anything, you still have to like pay your dues. But um, yeah. and people will still like search out what they want to like listen to. 
but right people have just like so many more options like when it comes to like spotify yeah. or whatever else it's like you can find pretty eclectic like you know kind of hole in the wall stuff wherever so how do yeah. you yeah how do you manage that with with all that well, now like putting out your own music how do you manage that like getting exposure yeah, like, or just finding music to listen to i think yeah both well just like exposure like how do you yeah i mean you know, first, yeah, how do you get yourself out there, like, yep. to be, you know, separate from everything else, people can actually find it, you know, mm -hmm. and then two, it's like, yeah, just as just a curious question, it's like, yeah, where do you go to to find, like, new music, you know, for yourself, too, is, is kind of always a question, so. Well, I mean, a lot of the music I listen to, I either get uh, suggestions from my friends, or, like, it's a lot of still, I don't listen to, like, um, a lot of commercial music, like, a mm -hmm. lot of pop music and stuff like that i do but i don't you know yeah. what i mean um but like a lot of the music i find i have to go out i just seek it like i'll just i'll go on spotify and i'll see what's new like what right. new bands are releasing yeah. albums stuff like that mm -hmm. and then also like releasing music to kind of break through you have to i mean having a, a name already and like touring helps mm -hmm. but to be honest, you just kind of people have to see it as like a new thing and then just kind of give it a chance. It's a lot of that. Yeah. It's like you put it out and then it kind of rolls on, you know, if people the word of mouth, you know, stuff like that. Well, and, and then I there's suppose, also people there's also know, people that put out like compilation stuff on YouTube and yeah. they'll just add one of your songs to the compilation. That's how I know about a lot of the music. Like there's one about bands in South Dakota and oh. North Dakota and stuff like that. Gotcha. So you get to know about a lot of local bands and stuff like that. And then. Very cool. That just, might be I mean, something yeah. that we should do for the podcast. Like have an episode wink, where we wink. just like. <laughs> no, yeah. we should. Like we could totally play one of your songs and we could get like, a you know, just have a podcast. We don't necessarily have to have, you know, video, but like yeah. a way to have people. I did not know that was a thing. That yeah, we love local do. stuff. Like anytime we can get like, yeah, a list of like, here's what everybody here is doing is cool. So okay. yeah, like yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing that people did to just put out mm -hmm. like, here's, you know, six new songs from six local bands or whatever kind of thing. Yeah. Well, there's like, there's a guy that puts out compilation stuff by countries and states and stuff like that. Mo it's okay. mostly like doom metal and stuff like that. Like, like the 70s style slowed down a little bit you know what i mean like just okay. loud kind of gong you know, stuff but well, um i mean that must be helpful though that there's people out there who do that because that is an, sure. an outlet or a, a, at least something that allows mm -hmm. you to like get to who whatever that audience is you know and it yeah. is some form of exposure so like that's cool that that yeah. happens and you know you can find places like that or or mm -hmm. you know youtube channels or different people like that who mm -hmm. are you know i guess it's like you our now version of radio i suppose right like yeah you don't send sure. you don't send your song in on a cassette tape to the radio or a cd or whatever yeah. to the radio anymore you can just send a file to you know somebody on youtube yeah and the guy that does those compilations is like well the channel is called weedian okay and he does it by state country there's i think there's european countries like it's all one genre but you know i mean but that would be cool though i think it, to do something like that. that would be a like local bands of, of a variety of different you know kind of things because like i know i'm someone that i like a lot of different genres of music I don't, i'm not yeah i'm very eclectic in the things i listen to so yeah. and you never know where you're gonna you know yeah find, find an audience right that's kind of one of the things that we talk about a lot is that that's part of why we really want to 
do this podcast is because you don't know when you're going to like hit the right audience or find the right yeah. outlet or meet the right person who who knows yeah. this or that step or thing that you can do to to get your stuff out there in a different way or a bigger way you know mm-hmm. so like that's very cool i th- i love that idea i think we should totally look into that so yeah. let's let us know when your songs are are fully done and you're all done fighting with each other yeah. <laughs> well, what we'll do, what I'll probably do is I'll probably just let you guys listen to it, and then maybe you guys can give a review of it. Yeah, that'd be sweet too. That would, yeah, album review. I yeah. love it. I or mean, it's like one drill into one of these podcasts, just yeah, fade it in, <laughs> right? <laughs> I like it. It'll be a little different. Yeah. But um, what are you, Shane? Do you live in South Dakota as well? I do. Yep, I'm here in Sioux Falls. So yeah. Sioux Falls. Okay. A good band from Sioux Falls that I'm into is a band called Skin of Our Teeth. Okay, that sounds cool. Now they, they okay, they recently broke up. All right. But they <laughs> do it like they, Let me they, recommend this band that is now designed. Great, great marketing. <laughs> Go buy a t-shirt. They're on the outs. But anyway, um, love it. They were a good band. I said they they came to Fargo a few times. I've seen them twice in Fargo, and they are like a good kind of mixture of like bluesy and stuff like that that's kind of my band if i was going to tell you to listen to a band it would probably be that one to get an idea okay very and they're local so you know there's that as well cool we we still would want to have your your tunes to share to share with the public i wouldn't if you want to hear it but uh (laughs) right yeah for sure uh like when that gets all wrapped up and stuff i'll let you guys listen to it for sure yeah, do send it to us yeah. so we can totally like we can put it out, you know, on the podcast. Just like yeah. you can release a single via our channel. Why yeah. not? You're right. <laughs> so have you and Jason and Chris ever talked about like starting your own YouTube channel? Like, would you ever do? Um, I mean, I don't know that you would maybe do a music video in terms of choreograph, like, you know, creating a story or whatever and filming it. But like even just doing where you would just have like recording of you playing like would you ever do something like that i think so i think um they're kind of against facebook and stuff like that my brother and chris they're just they're weird about facebook so we'll probably have to turn the screw so you have you have to be the marketing person then well i mean they're gonna have to like facebook for marketing (laughs) it just is what it is but um but as far as like I don't know. Like, as far as YouTube and stuff, we could always, like, I've thought about just playing, like, um, like live streaming shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if we're, if we're not going to play a show, you know, this month or something, just do a live stream from our jam space because we have it all mic'd up. It would yeah. be fairly easy just to throw it all in the computer and, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't sound bad because it's all filtered through electronics. So it well, would no, sound but... professional and it would be good. Like, and yes, that would I, be cool it'd be a way to like i like the idea of a live stream because you know you can yep. you can definitely put that up after you've recorded mm-hmm. it but like you might you never know what kind of people you get they're just popping in out alive i mean yeah yep. that would be cool well one thing too um there's a venue in town here called the aquarium oh I don't know yeah if you, I've, you've yeah. been to the aquarium when you okay yeah i remember it yeah uh they um they'll film your entire set and then sometimes they'll throw it on youtube nice so there's a lot of sets that are just thrown on youtube from the aquarium already like if you go on youtube you can type in the aquarium fargo and you can watch an entire set of a band 
So and then like they'll do that already kind of thing. So you could use that and just throw it on social media. That's you what I was mean? gonna ask about. Like, so you know, with you kind of almost have to have a social media presence for anything, right? Like, so <laughs> yeah, is there like would you put like full like what what are you doing if you're are you just putting like clips of songs that you would do on like whatever a TikTok and Instagram reel? Like what do you know like what sort of gets more traction where that's concerned in terms of like the music scene? Um, well, I would say f- like I said, Facebook is your your number one, just because you can put videos, you can put songs, you can put pictures, you can put pretty much everything on it. And you can update it daily through just touring and stuff like that. It's a daily update kind of thing. Right. Instagram, people use Instagram a lot, but I think Facebook's a little bit more user friendly as far as getting your music out. Okay. Instagram, you can do like videos and stuff, but Facebook, you can publish a lot more, I think. Um well, and you there's get there's of, more sort of links and things that you can put in more easily yeah. for people to find your stuff. Yeah. Like same I mean, with as YouTube, as, I suppose. Yeah, as far as like there's YouTube and Facebook, you could, like if you have videos, put it on YouTube. That's probably your best bet for like videos and stuff is Facebook and YouTube. And then um Spotify. A lot of people are using Spotify nowadays. Like the big one for music is Spotify and Apple, uh Apple Music. How do you make how 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 does like a band get paid if you publish to Spotify and Apple? Because I know for like the podcast situation, right? Like it's through advertising, right? Like, how do you get paid as a musician putting music out on Spotify? Do you know? It's still per play, right, or something like that. Yeah, it's um, I think it's yeah, you it's it's a amount of money that's it's like a fixed amount for per probably 100 clicks or something or 1000 clicks you get so and so it's nothing big you know what i mean right you'd have to have a lot of listeners yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah i mean i order a lot of stuff off of uh, soundcloud just because a lot of the bands that i listen to and stuff only have a soundcloud just because they don't mess with too much release like digital releases they like to put a vinyl in your hand mm. okay um, that's cool so uh so yeah, I get a lot of that stuff sent to my house. And then um like that's another way to finding music, SoundCloud. If you want to get physical copies of music, I would use SoundCloud. And I, then um like I'm kind of but, familiar with SoundCloud, but like they, yeah. they they do digital too, don't they? Or no? Is yeah, it? they do digital. Yep. Okay. But I I've just found it's a lot easier to because they advertise a lot, a lot of like physical copies still. Like people okay. that like a lot of bands that I go through are still underground bands. So it's like, if I'm going to get a vinyl from them, it's going to be through like SoundCloud. I'm not going to find their music on like Amazon and yeah. stuff like that. I have yeah. to go kind of dig a little bit for it. Do they just and, do like new artists mostly? Or do they do like everything? Like if I'm trying to track down a vinyl of, you know, something like 1920s or 30s, they'll might have it. Um, Maybe if somebody's okay. like, if somebody owns the rights to the music and they're still doing printing, you, gotcha. you could probably get an album. But like for stuff like that, that's kind of like obscure. Yeah. And like um, Amazon's probably your best bet. Okay. It's as sad as it is. It's the probably yeah. No, I well, I always like for jazz when I go yeah. into uh, like record stores, just like old jazz, like yep. Simone and stuff, and you just yep. kind of like hope, you know, or just check yep. around. So. And like that kind of thing too is like lost on like a lot of people nowadays that are into vinyl. A lot of people order vinyl off 
offline. I'm guilty yeah. of it too. But yeah. Um well if you want it, you want it, like you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And stuff you can't find. But half the fun about owning vinyl is just going to a record store and seeing what you can find. Yeah. Like I I've bought an album. I have no idea who this guy is, but oh, it was sure. a cool album, so why not? It is the fun, yeah. and that's what people used to do, right? Like you used to go in and be like, "I don't know anything yeah. about this person," but or you you would talk to the mm-hmm. clerk or talk to the owner and be like, "Hey, is this person good?" And they'd be like, "Yep" or "Nope," and you know, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like like I said, I was born in kind of that transition period where yeah, electronics was starting to take over. I don't so know. I, I think finals are. I think finals are coming back in terms of popularity with. Uh, dare i sure. say the younger crowd i don't you yeah. know <laughs> i do think well, it's but, little, so so i mean at least it's something that again is like another outlet for you that like you have the opportunity to like if you wanted to post that on your music on soundcloud that there's still that outlet and that interest that people are yeah. still looking for those those mm-hmm. things you know so it's another opportunity yeah. for you to get yourself out there yeah and so like as far as oh good oh no you go first <laughs> i was gonna say but like as far as making money and like is sell i mean with soundcloud and stuff like that you can sell your music you can sell your album stuff like that that's going to put the most money in your pocket and on top of that like if you don't have if you don't have like a distribution deal and you're doing all this yourself that's 100 percent profit that's kind of an interesting thing to me that i kind of have been thinking about a little bit even mm-hmm. with my own stuff just the idea that if you would get signed to like a label for example then mm-hmm. there's an amount of you don't fully own all of your stuff right yeah. and i know that like so that's something that you know you, um like you and i like to watch two bears one cave with burt Kreischer. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. they talk about like that's why they prefer to now be making like their own specials and things like that because then you own mm-hmm. your stuff like if netflix owned your stuff you couldn't post it mm-hmm. to your own youtube or whatever like you know so i think there is something too to be said for you know being smaller and actually owning your stuff right because it is 100 yeah. percent yours and you're not having to share profits or like not not own the rights to your own creativity essentially yeah. well, like with the music industry the biggest pushback i saw against like the industry and like artists keeping their own money was um pro tools That's like do you, are you aware of pro tools like pro no. tools is like garage band Okay. Like I got recording software. Pro Tools yep. is this. It was just a, a popular user-friendly one that people use to write music. A lot of like rap artists and stuff nowadays never rapped, like never really honed much of a rapping like following outside of like releasing music in their like house. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they, with Pro Tools, you can just you can record your own music, you can mix your own music, and then you can release your own music. That's what a lot of people oh. use to record and then put on like SoundCloud or um, yeah, SoundCloud and stuff like that. But gotcha. that also really it was kind of a live by the sword, die by the sword thing, where it really saturated the market. Oh, so okay, instead sure. of yeah. having a thousand artists, now you have a million artists trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're all fighting for your money. They want you to buy their albums. They want you to buy their merch, stuff like that. And then now it's like based off clicks and stuff like that. They can they can get a living based off like the clicks and stuff like that, like the, right. the following they have on like the streaming services and stuff like that. But it's just 
it's really saturated nowadays and you really have to work your own angles like you have to book your own shows and stuff like that you can yeah. have an agent but i don't know what an agent would do for you you know what i mean it's yeah. really, like you have social media and stuff like that well right know. what can they really do that you can't be out there doing <laughs> exactly. for yourself yeah for, they, they can you just know. do it full time for you you know that's how it goes yeah. like for me like not that i could do social media but the fact that i don't want to and i can only do it so much yeah. before my head explodes so mm -hmm. somebody could do it full time without yeah. you know <laughs> yeah it's no like, for sure yeah well well like with the social media thing every you know it's like i'm not big on like facebook and stuff it's become more of a hindrance than anything but as but far yeah, as like, it's kind of a necessary beast to some degree I have yeah. to use it. If you're going to be in music, it's like if you're booking shows in Fargo and you don't post stuff on Facebook, a lot of people aren't going to see it. Right. Yeah. Like there's there's um there's groups based off of just shows in Fargo, like, like live shows. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's your best bet. That's you are your own like you're your own you agent. Marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Again, like, you're you're the roadie, you're the PR yep. people, you're the band, you're the merch guy. <laughs> you gotta have to it's all DIY, right? Well, yeah. it all comes down to how bad do you want to do it? You know what I mean? Yep. It's like how bad you want it. That is hundred yep. percent true. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wanna keep at it. You gotta <laughs> love it. Yeah. Well, hey, Oh, go yep. ahead, Haley. No, I was just gonna say I do. I always try to keep it to an hour. Be oh, respectful gotcha. of people's oh, time. Yeah. I don't want to like you know, don't want to yeah. keep you forever yeah. as much as we do enjoy the conversation. But well, I just asked sure. Johnny one more question, um, just because I, I like asking questions without any real answers. But um, one of them is like, well, especially like as a writer, like so you know, like when you learn like music history. Um, literature writing history anyway you have like all those periods right and so you know for like writers like we're in postmodern that started like i don't know 70s 80s something like that right but like for music too like and maybe it's because as soon as i graduated high school you know in 2010 and then i kind of had the world open up and like so i was you know didn't really have a a select music group that i actually listened to or anything like that i kind of like fell out of like maybe whatever the scene would have been in 2010 but, you know, if you would talk to somebody and be like, I listen to 70s music, like I can name, you know, like 20 artists from the 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. 90s, you know, like early 2000s still like kind of had like a time period, right? Or, you know, where you like big names, you know, but I feel like now, again, there's just there's so many, everybody's doing something different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of like piggybacking off of like what came mm -hmm. before. And so it sucks to feel like we're not like, at least for me as writer it feels like sometimes it's freeing and other times it's like i don't feel like i have solidarity with my time period because like there's no yep. you know what i mean there's no like uh like limits or like whatever else to like put me anywhere you know i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like clothing styles everything is in fashion there everything are is in now yeah like, there are no trends anymore you know yeah, i think yeah. that that can be a good thing though because it does mean that you know you'll never go out of style because there's yeah, not yeah there is that, you know, there's always going to be an audience looking for whatever it is that you're doing. How do you, well, yeah. how do you connect with that audience is always, you right. know, the question, yeah. how, how do you do it? But I think there's yeah. always going to be somebody out there looking for whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. For sure. For music, I mean, like, how do you guys brand yourself or like, I, I guess that's kind of the biggest thing. It's like, how do you guys <laughs> even describe yourself? Maybe as kind of, you know, <laughs> um, we, well, like I said, we, I describe myself as more of like a, 70 style like almost like a black sabbath 
but like a we have some i mean a lot of my drumming i have a lot going on there mm. like for the most part it's like a slowed down heavy rock metal band mm. but i have songs that i use techno beats and i have songs that i use jazz beats and i i use all kinds of stuff you know what i mean it's like yeah. i'm never too stuck in a genre i guess right i try not to be i try to add as much as i can to stuff like that but as far as like what we would explain ourselves as a genre like i said that band uh skin of your the skin of our teeth mm-hmm. that's a good example okay. and it's mostly just like doomy sludge metal rock yeah. sludge kind of metal, stuff, i know? love it yeah, yeah sludgy stuff like that i like and then, it yeah it's just for the most part that's kind of where you would put yourself yeah Yeah. okay cool i just think it's it's always like when i started listening to music you know like everything sounded alternative because i didn't really know what alternative meant (laughs) i just knew it was something i never heard before (laughs) you know this is like so it's always kind of interesting to like okay what are the you know can i have an idea of what something sounds like before i listen to it and almost kind of now i don't i almost just i have to listen to it yeah. that's the sound of that band yeah. and that's that's all i got <laughs> maybe that's like, a, ben- a benefit though too of all the yeah, things that I are mean, available yeah. you do have to listen to Definitely it is. to get an idea yeah yeah and like Haley and i we kind of had like our parents were very much into music mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. i mean we had a lot of like that stuff and i'll leave you with one thing the album that changed my life Ooh, i like this already <laughs> right <laughs> right my favorite album probably ever it is on my mount rushmore Let's put it that way. <laughs> I dig it. A self-titled album, The Presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> really? All yes. right. That is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. I love it. And on top of that, they had their concert at Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> I love awesome. it. I so, love yeah. It. But I won't take any more of your time. No, oh, hey, no, I would awesome, thank yeah. This was a lot of fun. I learned a well, lot because I do not know a whole lot about the whole music scene and how you put yeah. those things together. Like, so that is very cool. So yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Is there, for sure. do you have any links that are, or places where people can find you so far? Or is that forthcoming and um, we can share it later? No, I'll give you, uh, I have, uh, I'll, I'll give you my Spotify link. And if you yes. want to listen to my Spotify playlist, I'll, I'll send it to you. And you can just put it in the link. Yeah, send Sweet. it to I'll me and we'll share it with name. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yep. no, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank yep. you so much for joining us. It's yeah, been nice fun. Meet you, Johnny. Awesome. It was awesome meeting you, Shane. And yeah. we, we look forward to hearing the album. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank <laughs> awesome. You. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Take it easy. See you next time. You too. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Hi again, friends. That was our conversation with John Holcoulter, drummer for the band CMOS. Once they do have their album all out and finished, we will definitely share that. And we do have the link down below to John's Spotify that he mentioned if you want to go check that out. If you'd like to support more of this podcast, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash no small stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at no small stories podcast. And do send us an email, nosmallstories at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, an artist, a creative person, or someone who just tries to exist outside of the nine to five box, we'd love to talk to you. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. And remember, no matter how small you start, your story is always a big deal to us.